I'm Andy Vinker, and this is Fit Pro Radio. Whether you're a fitness veteran or novice, this podcast is for you. I hope to share the good, the bad, and the real to help you fast track your career and help you find fulfillment and passion in the fitness industry. Let's go. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Fit Pro Radio. I'm your host, Andy. I've never said that before, but it felt really good. <laughs> this is episode nine, and I'm super excited. This is going to be one of our quicker episodes, which but we're today's never episode about. we are going to be talking about skills um, and how to sharpen your skills as an instructor. The whole goal behind this podcast is to help maybe bring newer instructors and, you know, maybe even seasoned instructors, these resources and skills. I know that when I started this podcast, my goal, one of my big goals was to be able to have a resource for instructors to have the stuff that I wish I knew I had when I was first starting out, to have a place where to, you know, where we could find the answers for questions that we have and maybe situations that come up that you're not really ready for (laughs) until they happen. And you're like, oh my gosh, I had no idea this was even a thing. And so I really hope that no matter where you are in your teaching journey, that you'll find some kind of value in these podcast episodes. Um, Because that's all I really want is to be that resource to help you grow your skills, become a stronger instructor, and more importantly, use these skills to become a more confident instructor so you can bring your light, your talents, your gifts and passion to other people that need that, that didn't know that fitness could be for them, but there's something about you that brings it to them in a way that they need, right? So I hope that you like this t- the today's episode. Um, today we're talking about all the things that I do And I've learned that can help sharpen our skills as an instructor. Um, And this is kind of like something that you might want a notebook for. It's not something super deep, but these are really important skills that I think we don't take advantage of as often as we should. And the power that comes from learning, from practicing these skills is just mind-blowing. So I really want to invite you to write down these things, try them. And try them, like knock them, don't knock them till you try them, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Like really, really immerse yourself in these opportunities to grow your skills as an instructor. It doesn't matter what format you teach, all of these will apply. And all of these are really great ways to learn and watch, you know, learn about yourself, learn about where you really are as an instructor. Um, And the reason I want to share these skills is because I know that when we are newer instructors and even with we're just brand new to us a format maybe we've been teaching for a while but we're brand new to a format we might not be as good as we think we are (laughs) because we are our bodies start moving we start going for it and we're like oh yeah oh yeah the passion the powers just bursting through my body and I look awesome when the reality is 
maybe you're not as sharp and clear in your cueing as as you maybe think you are. Maybe your movements are more distraction or distracting and floppy <laughs> than they are clear and concise and followable. And so that's why we want to dig into these skills. I want to share a quick story first. Um, so recently, well, in this last year of COVID, I've done a lot of virtual trainings. My favorite ones have come from the brand Les Mills. They are an international brand, have been around for over 50 years, like they know fitness. And something I appreciate about Les Mills is not only do they want to have like great instructors, but they they build instructors. They don't just give you like, here's choreography and send you on your way. Like they do not let you leave a training without knowing you will be a confident, um, strong instructor in their format. There's a whole like thing of assessments and all sorts of stuff, a huge process to become a certified Les Mills instructor, which I honestly love um, because I love the feedback aspect of it. Les Mills was the first brand that I ever certified that had an assessment video included where they actually send you back feedback, like very specific, very empowering and awesome feedback that's applicable. Like you can you can try it, you can apply it immediately and it's customized for you, which is amazing. So during COVID, I did a lot of their virtual trainings, which is great. They don't offer a lot of trainings in Utah for the last few years. They haven't. So having the virtual trainings has been the best resource to get all my favorite formats certified anyway. So I decided to do one of the trainings and for a format that I freaking love. I've loved it for years. I've always wanted to be certified in it and it's called body combat. Body combat is a mixed martial arts kind of format. Um, it is very cool. I do, if I do say so myself. And it's a very different format. Like for me, I started with Zumba. I then went on to muscle formats. And so this was a very different kind of balance between all the formats that I teach, but um, very technique based. This one's not just one that you can be like, you know, come from Zumba and like go right into. You have to, you have to learn the technique and it is a very, yeah, technical program. It really is. Um, they care to have their instructors do and perform authentic movements like a jab and a cross and an uppercut. They're very specific on what it looks like and same with kicks. Um, and so for me, I just thought I looked really cool because I felt really cool when I would do body combat. <laughs> and it wasn't until I submitted my first video recording uh, my first track that I got feedback and they were like, okay, we have some work to do, but no worries. We just, these are all things that are just learned that you can totally work on. And I was like, what? Are we watching the same video? <laughs> I, I look amazing. And then I watched back my choreography or like me teaching and then followed along with the feedback that was sent and they were right. Some of the feedback that I got was like my jabs were not accurate or they weren't like the target zone wasn't accurate. My hands didn't come back to guard. My stance was all over the place. My feet were kind of bouncy because I loved the song and I was like, ooh, ooh, ah, ah, yes, like just bebopping around when I should have been more grounded, <laughs> but all feedback that I was able to apply very quickly and learn from. 
And something I appreciate is even when you pass their certifications, they still have plenty of feedback that you can apply. And it's amazing what you can learn about yourself and your own teaching skills. So having these experiences made me really want to share some of these skills that maybe you can apply. So that way, if you feel like you're a really great instructor, here's a really great way not just to stay humble, (laughs) but to really fine tune your skills to watch yourself and be like, okay, like there's only so much you can learn from teaching a class. If you're really, really super um, self-aware, you'll watch your class and you'll be able to see where they're struggling, which I always recommend. If there's a movement that your class is not picking up on, it's not their fault, (laughs) especially if there's more than one of them. It might be your fault. Maybe, maybe your cues aren't very clear. Maybe that your movement isn't very clear. So you can always tweak that, but it's hard to, to cur- constantly do that in a class when you're, when you're teaching, right? You need to also be super aware of your class's safety, but that's definitely something that you should be mindful of. If they're struggling, it's not their fault, um, which is a bold statement, but it's true. Just take ownership. Let it fill you. <laughs> But here are some skills that I've, I have practiced over the years to fine-tune my own teaching skills, and I'd love to share them with you. So when you're ready, grab a notebook. The first one is to record yourself teaching. Like I said, I had to record myself teaching um, body combat for that assessment video. Um, but the best thing that you can do is watch it back with sound on. If you can, and like, I know a lot of instructors when I've said this, they'll be like, yeah, I totally watch myself teach in the mirror. Not the same. Not the same. I want you to set your phone or whatever recording device you may have, turn your music on and full out teach like you would teach a class. Um, And then watch it back critically, nicely to yourself. Give yourself grace, but then be like, where can I improve? I think you're going to find... That maybe if you're teaching a non-verbal format, maybe your arms aren't as high as they need to be to cue to the people in the back. Maybe your movements or your form isn't as sharp. Maybe your squats aren't as low as they feel. Maybe, maybe (laughs) there's some room to grow. And there's nothing wrong with that. What you want to do is watch, analyze, maybe take notes and be like, okay, this is where I can do better, and this is where I did great. Now let's focus on the places that we can do better and improve those things and apply that as quickly as possible so next time you're in a class setting, you can be like, oh yeah, my squats weren't that low or as low as they felt, so I'm going to come down a little lower. Oh, my arms, my cues aren't as big or as clear, so maybe I'm going to focus on doing that a little better this time. It's a really fast way to grow and to grow in self-awareness too, which we love. The next skill that I want to um, share, this one is kind of fun. I don't know if you've heard of choreography. When you see and practice your choreography in your car, kind of dangerous. But also living on the edge brings a little adrenaline to your life, right? (laughs) When you're like, I don't remember how I got an hour away from my home, but I do know my choreography very well. Okay, so we know our choreography, and if you haven't tried it, maybe again, just know, sometimes it's a little dangerous, but 
it's a really great place to practice your choreography, to just practice seeing it in your head, but definitely keep your eyes on the road, okay? Um, but something that I started to do, which makes my kids a little crazy, but they also can kind of think it's a game now, is when I'm learning choreography, I will speak the cues out loud. Again, verbal, non- nonverbal, whatever the format it may be, I teach out loud to my music in my car. Again, this is kind of crazy making if you like the song, but, but this is an incredible skill because it turns out when you speak the movement, you might not, you realize like maybe you don't know it as well as you think you do, (laughs) which is incredible, but it's a great memorization tool, but it's also really great so you can practice your own cues. Um, In some of the formats that I teach, I speak throughout the format Um, and throughout the class. And so to be able to have those cues ready, practiced um, in my car on my way to class is such a great and helpful tool. Like it has helped me, again, learn and memorize my choreography faster, but it's made my cues more intentional, more thoughtful, and less like, great job, guys. Great job, guys. Hey, you in the back? Great job. (laughs) Like it's been more thoughtful and intentional language, which I appreciate and I know my classes appreciate too. Um, And so try and do that. Speak your cues out loud. And it's even harder if you have a nonverbal cueing format Um, because then you have to say, okay, shuffle four times, shuffle, 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 two arms go up and shuffle, 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 two legs and a jump. And like, it sounds so silly and it sounds so dumb. But honestly, that is the best way to memorize your choreography, to know it without having to like run your body into the ground, practicing it over and over and over again. And that's something else is that you want to practice skills that will help you learn your choreography without having to physically drill it. I know a lot of instructors that get injured very quickly in their careers because they're just practicing and practicing and practicing. You have to remember that your body, you only have one. And your body is your number one tool that you take to classes to do your job. And so you want to make sure that you are taking as much time away from actually moving your body and maybe working your mind a little more. Um, So that way you can preserve and take care of your body and it can recover without you, you know, and you can still learn your choreography without getting injured. So those are just two skills that I know have helped me tremendously. And then... One more is, going back to Les Mills, is asking for feedback. Don't ever be afraid to ask for feedback. And I wouldn't just ask like anyone in your class and I wouldn't just ask any instructor. I would go to somebody that is a safe place, someone that you respect and that somebody that is not afraid to be honest but not be mean, right? There's a way to give feedback that's not constructive criticism. I don't even believe in constructive criticism. Criticism is criticism. So if you can find someone that will give you constructive feedback saying, I loved the way you did this, but maybe if you bring your arms up a little higher so those people in the back can see your fingers when you flash that too, like we're doing this two times, take your hands up a little higher and then that'll be just perfection. Like somebody that can build you up. Find a safe place Um, and a confidant, but then also don't ask a family member that's going to be like, oh no, you did so great. Like find someone that's going to be, that's really going to give you great feedback. And so those are my top three. Record yourself teaching, watch it back, all of it. And sometimes you might find that maybe I talk too much. Maybe I don't talk enough. 
Maybe I'm saying the same thing over and over again. Maybe my, again, squats are not as low as I thought they were. Give yourself that feedback. Watch your whole video. And then I would even save it so when you can see yourself progressing, you have like a side-by-side video to watch and celebrate. Next, don't forget to practice speaking your cues out loud. And last, ask for feedback. These are just a few tools that have helped me tremendously in my career. My, my number one compliment that like always means so much to me is when instructors and students will always tell me <laughs> like, oh my gosh, it was so awesome. I like knew exactly what I was doing. Like I'd never seen your choreography before, but your cues are so clear. Like that is massive, massive compliments. And I take those, um, that feedback so seriously because I've worked so hard, me personally, to try and have clear cues by doing all these small things and it does make a difference in a full class experience and then you can just find more and more things to grow that class experience but your skill is something that's teachable learnable and actionable that you should start working on as much as you can today anyway that's all I have for you today I hope to reach you on the next one don't forget if these episodes help you at all, please leave some feedback. Please don't hesitate to leave um, leave a comment, subscribe, leave a rating. These ratings are what build small podcasters like me, and I'm really excited to see this podcast is growing and people are liking it and receiving the information. So thank you for all those who who have left ratings and and comments. It means so much to me. Thank you so much. I'll see you on the next one.